Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, we've been speaking on the subject of mind renewal and having the mind of Christ and continuing. Jesus referred to that as continuing in the faith. He says about knowing the truth. He said you should know the truth and the truth. He said if you continue in my word. If you are my disciples in deeds, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So that's what we need as believers constantly, Richard, is to be exposed to the truth. Not expose, not only expose to it, but receive the truth in, in the good ground of our hearts. Back to the source of the word. we got to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. says that over in James. And, and, and the truth is, is God's word. Well, you know, before we came on the air, we were talking about being a hearer and a doer, doer, and not just a hearer, of and how word. that is not just... That's all around the board. Right. That <laughs> not just hearing that you should pray, but actually praying for somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be something well, big. Well, not just hearing about you should forgive them, but actually forgive people. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, it Not just hearing be about being kind, but just go ahead and be kind. It, it's all of that. So when he says, you know, it's not just hearing about speaking to the storm or the tree or the mountain... But go ahead and speak to your adverse situation in your life. Just don't know what it said. Like you said a couple of days ago, you hear people all the time, and I hear them too. Uh, I read the Bible. Okay, now you need to go back and study it. Because the scriptures don't say nothing about reading the Bible. You go back and do it. Well, that too. <laughs> well, the scripture says nothing about reading the Bible. Bible in Timothy, he says, study to show yourself approved. That you may be a workman who not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and again that's what we do here when See, we're going to the different Christian, though, knows that you're supposed to love your neighbors yourself but they don't do it well you're again to pray pray for those that despitefully use you we can but do they a, don't do it we can do a whole teaching on not just be hearers only of the word but doers also i mean here's the here's the, the good news god's never going to tell you to do something without a reward he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him it tells us that in, in hebrews eleven six. So if he and he says, if you're not just a hearer only, but a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. God's desire is to keep us in the blessed zone, to keep us overcoming, to always cause us to triumph, to always give us the victory. That's his desire. When Jesus did what he did on Calvary and said it was finished, that was the victory. And all we have to do is receive everything he did on Calvary. It's, it's a done deal. 
So we can have the mind of Christ if we, we do what the word says and meditate on it day and night. We can live just like Jesus. And that's God's desire. Jesus was the well, sample We're son. to be conformed to the likeness of his son. There you he go. He laid it right out. So we he should be. He predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of But I hear son. Christians all the time saying, I can't do that. I can't do this or do this or the other. And I'm like, well, you were just declaring last Sunday in church, I can do all things through Christ who skins me. you know what's me. funny is that under their own sinful nature, they probably can't do it. But he doesn't tell us to do it on our own sinful nature. He says, I say to you, live by the Spirit, and through the Spirit we'll be able to do all Well, I'm going to say this. Under an unrenewed mind, you can't do it. Well, well, you can't even think about doing it. Right. Because I mean, a man, even as a Christian, I could choose to live under my sinful nature. I could choose to do things my own way. You used an example the other day. Somebody... Flips you off in the car because you're, you know, you cut each other off or whatever. You could choose at that moment to go back to your own sinful nature and right. return the favor, or you can choose at that moment to live according to the Spirit. Bless pray you. For them. Bless you. Actually, pray for them mm -hmm. that they may know what, that the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened. And again, back to being transformed by the renewing of mind. Anybody can do that. All you have to do is immerse yourself. In the word of God. And there's a, a process for being transformed. And it's meditating on the word. Daily and nightly. Constantly. That's what's going to renew your mind. But here's the deal. With that. Not only renewing your mind. You're going to get a greater revelation. Or a greater understanding. Of the truth of God's word. As you're meditating on it. Because the Holy Spirit is there to, to unravel it for you. And give you what's called understanding. That's what he's going to do as you're meditating on it. Because as you're meditating on it. You're really spending time with God. You're in communion with God. Because him and his word are one. But not at the same time, you're going to get understanding. Guess what? Your faith is going to increase. And now you can step out. Remember, Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father who is in heaven has revealed this to you about who I am. He'll reveal to you anything else. As, as long as you fellowship with him. It's just like you like to say you and your wife. 39, 35 years. 35. And and her mom. I can't remember not being married. Right. Is her mom still around? Her mom's still around. Her dad's still but, around. But I bet you, you, her mother know her and birthed her and knew her longer than you have. But I bet you know your wife better than your mother knows. Her mother knows when her. When we met, her mother did. Now oh, yeah. I do. Well, because you guys are in fellowship. You guys have an intimate relationship. And God wants to have that same intimate relationship with us through his word. And here's the, the error. A lot of Christians think they can have this intimate relationship with God apart from his word. Well, without spending any time. Right, right, right. It they just think, okay, yeah, God just talks to me. You just put your Bible under your pillow and sleep on it at night, and it's just like osmosis. Right. It'll well, come to you. Well, next to your bed or on your, 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 your cocktail table in your, your living room. I know some people that do that, and they got it strategically everywhere. Oh, yeah, and no revelation. Big, one, big fancy one. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. About four inches with, thick. With no revelation. But see, God, again, gave Joshua the key. To, to victory and success. And he said he's meditating on his word day and night. And also in, in Psalms 1, he says, blessed, blessed is the man who don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of scornful, nor stands in the path of sin. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his word does he meditate daily and nightly. Then he, I said, like that. he said, he should, delight. yeah, he, he, I take pleasure. Oh, I love it. I love it when I can spend time with God. Dude, I ain't going to have it no other way. You ain't going to bug me doing my time with God because that's our time. And my people that live in my household know when I'm in, I'm in bed with my people and I'm cuddling up. I'm having time, spending time with God. And he's revealing. He's showing me all kind of stuff because he really knows your heart. He knows if you're sincere or not. You can fool other people. 
But God, and, and that's what happens, intimate relationship. Your wife knows she can trust you, and you can trust her. So she'll reveal some dark, she'll, some deep secrets to you, the deep things. And the scripture says in Corinthians, it's the spirit that reveals the deep things of God to us. God has some deep things he wants to reveal to us. But he ain't going to reveal them to you if you ain't got time to spend time with him. Right. Yeah, just like in a relationship, a male and female relationship, you ain't you're going to learn about that person by not spending time with them. And it's really that simple. And we know, especially us men, Jesus said, husband, loves your, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Ooh, we. I mean, have intimate relationship because that's what it's about. In the kingdom of God, it's about relationship. Abba, Father. We refer to others as Brother Richard, Sister so-and-so. It's relational. And we have to get back to that. You know, I, I'm always mindful to acknowledge my brothers and sisters in Christ by that. Because if not, I'll get like the world and I'll just see them as so-and-so. No, I got to see you as my brother in Christ. I got to see you like God sees you, like Jesus sees you. He's our elder brother. He's the firstborn of many brethren. <laughs> well, see, and you could even see people in your own church family as the enemy. Yeah, they want to paint the carpet or have the carpet be blue, and you want to have it be green. And now they've got—they're the enemy because they don't want to do things the way that you want to do them. And it's not just in the church family; it can be at work, it can be anywhere. We we start to see people that don't want things the way we are as our enemy, right? And we need to see them with the same love and the same compassion that God does. Yeah, because everybody. Yeah, here's a scary thought too: is that sometimes. We're not the one that's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, we always, we always like to think we're always But you right. know what, Richard? That's going to take some maturity right there. And again, as you're re being transformed by the renewing your mind, again, me, I'm 50 years old, and I'm just getting to understand it. And I ain't always right. Right. Especially when it comes to my kids. They can be right, too. And I'm learning that, you know, because... You know, us parents, we want to know everything. And we do have wisdom. But at the same time, our kids, David had wisdom too. He was 16 when he defeated Goliath. God will give wisdom to who he wants to give it to. So we have to be, that's why me and my wife say this a lot. That's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. So you can listen. <laughs> Remember the scripture says, be swift to hear and slow to speak. It's, that's Bible. Swift to hear because you got two ears and slow to speak. Because we want to always pop off at the mouth. Huh, Richard? Like you said, me on this show. <laughs> we just want to talk, 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 talk. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. But anyway, well, we have to be, be like that. We have to listen. And God wants us to listen. Remember? To his still small voice. Wait, no, he has talk, something to say to talk, us. You talk about your kids there. When our kids are little, we usually know almost... Lots more than they do. And I have two daughters, 32 and 30. And I'm coming to learn that there's a lot of stuff they know that I don't know. Especially like technology. Hey, you're getting a, I mean, you got a revelation. Huh? But I mean, especially technology stuff. Oh, yeah. Because they did all this stuff in college that we never did. Right, right, right. And you look at the average 13-year-old, they know 10 times more than you do and I do about technology. I, I tell people all the time they got a TV they can't program or they got a new computer they can't program. I say, find the nearest 13-year-old. I don't care who they are. Right, right. I don't care how, how yes. smart they are. <laughs> They'll figure that thing out because they know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that people have knowledge and wisdom about that we don't. I always like to say I don't meet anybody 
in the course of my day who doesn't know something I don't know. Everybody I meet knows something I don't know. Now, I get this from this commercial. Now, I'm just joking, and I, I, I play around with my wife like this, too. And we're just joking, playing around. But it came from this commercial. It's a, it's a, you can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, those. Yeah, remember those commercials? <laughs> yeah, you can learn a lot from, that means you can learn a lot from anybody. But I mean, everybody it, I meet. See, I go, I go into relationships with people as I meet them in the street or the grocery store or wherever. They know something I don't know. One of my goals in life is to learn something every day that I don't know. That's one of the things that I just want to have happen, that I learn something that I don't know. And I realize that everybody I meet is going to know something that I don't know. Well, you know what? Part of being transformed by the renewing your mind over in the scriptures, it tells one of the fruit of the spirit is meekness. Well, meekness is teachable, meaning you're teachable. You're able to learn from others. You ain't got to be the know-it-all. I don't have to invent the wheel every day. Right, right. And you ain't got to know it all. And again, I'm like you. I'm always learning. And we talk about that in Successful Thinkers. You know, always be a learner. Be a reader. You know, learn new things. And you can do that. But if you, we got those Christians that don't want to go around nobody either. They want to stay in their little circle. But if you stay in your little circle, now you're limited. You, well, you talk to people about, talking to people about Jesus or inviting people to church. And you probably heard them. I know I hear people every once in a while go, well, I don't know anybody who's not a Christian. Number one, you know people aren't Christian because you're going to be at the grocery store. You're going to be all kinds of places. You're going to run into people who aren't Christians. But if that were actually true, you don't know anybody who yeah, are you, got you a need great to expand mi- your group. Right, Because right. what's the great commission? Go hang out with other Christians and just talk to each other? No, it's go out in the world and tell people about well, you Jesus. Know what? But we got churches that actually promote that. Don't go around anybody that's not saved because they're going to contaminate you, which is opposite from the right, great commission. Right, salt and light to Right. And we, but I've been to churches like that. I remember this pastor's wife told me, I had just started going to this particular church, this congregation with my wife, and she was teaching. She was like, uh, don't, go to the, don't go to the movies. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with going? What's so evil about going to the movies? I could see she, if she said don't watch a particular movie. She's just like, don't, don't go to the movies. And I asked probably her. Probably a good idea. <laughs> right. Well, I asked her, well, why, why can't you? Because inquiring minds want to know. Why can't we go to the movies? You know what she said? Because sinners are there. <laughs> now that I know what I know. I'm supposed to go let my light so shine before men that they may. I'm always constantly amazed when I hear people say that. Well, you know what? They're sinners in that grocery store too, but it's not keeping you out. Right. It ain't keeping you out of there. They're sinners everywhere and it's not keeping. People say, well, I don't want, I got to keep my kids away from those sinners. And I say, well, you better not let them go to school because I guarantee you there's some sinners there. They're everywhere. You know, uh, we were talking before the broadcast about a Facebook post. Somebody posted on Facebook. With one word, if you can eradicate something out of the world, what would it be? Using one word. And I replied, ignorance. And again, that was ignorance. Don't go to the movies. Why? Because sinners are there. Don't go to Safeway. Why? Because don't go to the gym and work out. She had never danced in her entire life. Really? Because dancing leads to sex. Oh, I mean, that's what you have any kids. Yeah, two. And I told her something. Did she dance? No, she didn't dance. Something led to it. But anyway, that that was her rationale. You don't go to a dance because it leads to sex. Mm. And people put those things out there of you can't do these things 
when the reality is that we're to live by the Spirit. Well, don't go to weddings because they may turn the water into wine. Well, don't go to a wedding because there might be champagne there. Right, right. And there might be some dancing there. And then it's all going to be evil. No, well, she wouldn't. And, you know. Well, it was back to that scripture in uh, Romans 10, what I re referenced earlier. That, or it was that yesterday I referenced that scripture. And, and we don't want to be like this. Like Paul said, brother, in my heart's desire and prayer that you may be saved. For I bear witness that. People have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. Right. Don't have go not to submitted Don't to, go the, to the right. That's, gonna Th that's what he's talking about there. They're leaning to their own unrenewed mind well, of it. understanding. They're going to make their own righteousness by not doing that. Right. That, that's righteous to me. I don't go to dances. Remember, that I don't go with girls that. No, I don't that. smoke and I don't chew and I don't go with girls that do. Right. That's their own righteousness. Right. Uh, See, and, we try on our own righteousness, and that's exactly what you're talking and, about. And there. I, I'm reminded uh, in the was that in Hosea, the Lord instructed uh, Hosea to marry marry Gomer. Uh oh, I'm preaching good now. Gomer was a prostitute. The Lord and Hosea was a prophet, and again she kept going back. But again, that's in God's wisdom. God knew what He was doing. So he didn't tell him to stay away from her. And we know what the Bible talks about, staying away from harlots and all that. But in this particular case, God knew what he wanted to have done. So, again, let your light so shine. And we got to remember, too, Jesus said, I didn't come in the world to condemn it. I came to save it. And I told people yesterday, yesterday was our vision Sunday. I'm casting vision about the ministry. And I always remind people that we're to go and make a difference in the world. That's our job. That's part of advancing the kingdom. And a part of advancing the kingdom is go make disciples of all nations, ethnos, all people groups. That's our assignment. And if you're not doing that or being taught that, you're actually working against the Great Commission. So if I'm not, can't go around anybody that ain't saved, I'm not being effective an effective ambassador for the kingdom that I was supposed to be representing. Well, where, who was Jesus hanging out with? I said that yesterday too. The good, right, the right. Good the, the, the good, the, the good religious people, the ones that had him crucified. Yeah, he hung out with them. No, he hung out with the sick. Jesus even said, "It's not the healthy that need a physician; it's the sick." And he knew that they were all sin sick. Even those religious people, they were sin sick too. Remember, they went about establishing their own righteousness. They didn't submit to the righteousness of God. And I know that because they didn't submit to Jesus. And he was Well, that's why he says one. your heart is far from me. Right. Because they you, wouldn't submit to him. Right. And again. See, and you think about these. Where would Jesus go if he was in Chico? Where would he go if he was in Paradise I know he'd come to Chapman Town. Anywhere? He'd come to Chapman Town. Because uh, we love an old people in Chapman Town. He, right. he's, but he's going to go. And would I'm just using that dances? example. Would he go to movies? Would he go where there's sinners? Well, you know what? He would go where hurting people were. Because that's what he said, I came to seek and save those who are lost, not those who are already found. So that's God's desire. And we're all, truth be told, we're all lost. We were all lost, but now we're found, especially if we're saved already. We were all, and we have to always remember that. Our job, we're, I told him yesterday during Vision Sunday, as Christians, ministry leaders, but Christians, we're in the people business. Because God so loved the world. We're in the people. And if your heart is not to redeem, co-labor with Jesus, to redeem and reconcile and 
people back to the Father, you're working again against the Great Commission. That's what we're called to do. And you can't, we can't ever forget that. Everything we do in our ministry is connected to winning people. All our outreach ministries connected to winning people. Because that's what God wants. That's what he commissioned us to. Proverbs 11.30 says, the righteous are a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. We're the tree of life. Guess what? People want to eat off the tree of life. We know them, two, them trees were in the garden. And the tree of life was the one you're supposed to eat off. We're, the Bible says the righteous are a tree of life. Then the next verse saying, he who wins souls is wise. God wants us to, people to eat off us because we have the fruit of the spirit. But if we hide it from everybody, how are they going to taste it? We can't go to the movies. We can't go to Safeway. Well, they, they say the movies. You can go to Safeway. Well, oh, those, those are different type those of centers. Those centers are all right. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, the ones at the movie theater now. That's a whole other group of centers right there. That's the bad centers over I was there. like, wow, that was, just, that was straight ignorance. Again, I mean, if I could read the, the world anything. Library, there's going to be centers there. It was okay to go you there. but go to the bowling alley. To this particular person, it was the movies. And where they got that at, I don't know. And this, this was from the same person, back to ignorance, that believed you have to speak in tongues. To get saved. <laughs> now, here I am, rank center. Now, you're telling me the qualification for me to get saved first is to speak in tongues. So you can't speak in tongues until you get saved. She said you got to speak in tongues first. <laughs> I was like, come on. I mean, you don't get ignorant. the gifts of the Spirit until you're saved. Could you tell her that then? Because that's what she told me. And me didn't know anything. I was like, wow, this is going to be. I mean, I don't care I what guess, gift of the Spirit you're talking about. You don't get them until you get saved. Man, I was like, man, this thing really is about works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, see, that's why you, you hear people say things like, one of these days I'm going to quit drinking, then I'm going to come to church. I used to say that. I'm when I'm done with all drugs, this, I'm going to go. get saved. I hear people say this one all the time, Richard, and they just sum it up. Once I clean myself up, yeah, then I'm going to start going to church. I'll be like, who? You can't clean? Apart from Jesus. In the way that matters. Right, right. You know, you can take somebody and give them a whole new set of clothes and send them to a rehab center, and maybe they're going to be a better citizen. Maybe they'll be a better neighbor, but you didn't do anything for them as far as eternity goes. Well, they'll have a, a, a better outward appearance. Right. But God wants to work with us on the inside them, out bring them somewhere and people would be happier to be around them than maybe they would before but you haven't done anything for their inside for their eternity no no and that's what god does through jesus christ through his word it's and different. he does it right he we does don't it. do it well jesus said in john 15 the church doesn't do it he god does it jesus said in john 15 you are already cleansed or clean by the word that i have spoken over you again it's the word the washing by the word that cleans us up because in the beginning was the word it's god's word we've been cleaned by his word and again that's what continues to clean us that's why he wants us to continually be transformed by the renewing of our mind because it's going to wash all that thinking thinking out of us that word of god which is pure the bible says and believe in proverbs the word of god is pure so that's what i need to clean me up i need to be exposed to it we were talking about that yesterday partaking of it every day just like we do natural food. Ain't a day go by. None of us listeners out here don't eat no food. Oh, I ain't eating a day. No, you got to eat something or drink something throughout your whole day. Unless you know you're on a serious fast or something. But all things being equal, we're going to put something in our mouth. <laughs> well, see, it's just like the manna. The manna came every day. You had to pick it up every day. It would be ruined if you tried to. And see, he tells them, if you try to keep it for more than one day, it'll be rotten. And then on... the the day before the Sabbath, you are to pick twice as much up 
and or else you won't have any because it's not going to be there on the Sabbath. So what happens? Right off the bat, someone said, well, man, I don't want to get up early tomorrow morning and go out there. I'm going to get twice as much as I need, and then I'll have it tomorrow. And guess what? It wasn't there. Yeah. Then some of them, the day before the Sabbath, just got the same amount as usual, went out the next morning, and lo and behold, it wasn't there. And it was as Jesus had said it would be, as God said it would be, is how it was. That's how we need to look at God's word. When God says something, don't try and take a shortcut. Don't try to take it an easy way. Don't think you got a better idea. I know somebody. And God bless him. He's always got a better way. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you're asking him to do. It doesn't matter. He's got a better way. Mm. Well, you know what? Sometimes that's how we are with God. God says, okay, here's the way it is. And then we think somehow that we have a better idea. Well, I like the word of God. It declares, if you be willing. First of all, this one says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, God wants us to do right. it. Not then just, another text of scripture said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. God's all about obedience. It's just like us with children. It, it keeps coming back to parents and children. We love it when our children are obedient. Yeah, we don't we want don't to like, put them in time out. Right. We don't want, we don't want I don't want a disobedient child. God doesn't want disobedient children. We're his children. He's our Abba Father. He desires when we're willing and obedient. He says, you're going to eat the good of the land. I mean, blessings are going to flow your way. And again, that's when you're going through trials, tribulations, and persecution. You still got to be obedient to the word of God and not trade evil for evil. See, not get a, mad at the world. Sometimes it works as a all kid, the, <laughs> we think our parents are getting a lot of joy out of punishing us. In no, you, you, we know we, we don't. And the reality was they just wanted us to do. And as you get older, then you come to realize, no, they weren't taking any joy in that. They just wanted us to do what they said. Well, God wants us to be doers of the word, not just hearers. He just wants us to do what well, he says. And he tells us that in Hebrews. He say, who the Lord loves, he chastens. Just like a father corrects his child, that it may bring forth the peaceable fruit. Again, we don't, he don't, he's like, I don't take joy, but God didn't set it up already. He don't got to get you because he set up a principle, sowing and reaping. Remember? Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God ain't going to get you. He's like, I already set it up in the system. And, and even with responsible parents and children, it's the same rule. We, we laid it out so you can sow to the spirit and reap life. <laughs> or you can sow to the flesh and reap corruption. corruption. And again, we're just about out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you continue to go through, the, through this week, continue to keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.